Hello and welcome to Delightful. I'm your host, Lisa McCrowan. Delightful is where science and psychology meet spirituality and creativity to help you follow what delights your heart and live a life you deeply love. Women who are older than me told me that this would happen. And they're right. They told me that it would be exquisite. And it is. In all the talk about menopause out there in the world, and all the talk about aging, I don't hear much of this exquisite juiciness. And I want to share it with you today. I find that these days, I am tuning into more of what I want, and I am turning toward me and my own self. Like, what would taste good to my belly for breakfast this morning? What colors do I want to wear today? What movement would feel right for my body today? I'm going to look up some new soup recipes. Like, hmm, what's a butternut squash recipe that I haven't tried yet? What blanket do I want to cuddle up with right now? What are the adventures my soul wants to experience these days, whether they're local or they're far away? This isn't selfish. It's holy. For decades... From my 20s through my 40s. That's three decades. I cared a lot about the world and I cared a lot for the world. My attention was on making a difference and inspiring delight, compassion, and connection. My work has been to accompany others, like in my psychotherapy work and coaching, writing, podcasting, and leading. And I really wanted to make an impact. I've always had a really deep internal life. I've needed my alone time in the mornings and evenings. I have needed my moments of dropping into the sacred in my day. And I have also practiced pretty good self-care amidst the caring that I do for others. But when I look back now, a lot of my attention was still focused on out there, on others, helping, holding space, caring, caring for others, making life good for others. And now, something holy is asking me to turn more toward me, just for my own pleasure, my own contentment, my own own communion with the divine. So I know that, of course, inevitably, this benefits those I meet and serve. That's almost a given. What isn't a given is doing things just because and only for me. Just because it delights me is a sacred reason enough to bake bread, take a yoga class, go outside and walk in nature, curl up on the couch with a good book, put the phone on silent. It doesn't immediately benefit anyone else. And the universe is telling me that's okay. 
No, actually, the universe is telling me more than just that's okay. It's necessary. The dreams I had, some realized, some not, for my role out in the world are changing. I am letting go of some big dreams. I used to want to make a big impact. Some of my dear friends used to say, girl, we are going to see you on Oprah someday. And I could feel the bigness of that calling too, and it felt true to me. I've also never really desired fame. I actually don't love the spotlight and ironically have shied away from this calling that I have felt to be in the spotlight. I would much rather share the spotlight, but I really have desired impact. I've wanted to make a big impact. Now at 50 years old, I am letting go of old dreams and stories of what that impact should look like. And I have really heard God saying to me, Lisa, even if you do nothing else from this day forward, you have done enough. Even if you do nothing else from this day forward, you have done enough. Maybe you need to hear that too, because I imagine that if you are anything like me and you've been drawn to my writings and to my work, you care a lot for others as well. And you've probably spent a lifetime being there and caring for others. God knows better than I do that I'll never stop caring for the world. And I bet you won't either. It's, it's in the essence of who we are. But how I do that is changing. My desires and hopes are changing. Like some might call that a why. Whatever you want to call it, what motivates me, what my decisions are based in is changing. The impact I make doesn't need to be so widespread. Many of my clients, being with people one-on-one, have really said such kind and loving thank yous to me over the decades. And I used to shy away from that. I used to change the subject or say something like, nah, I'm I'm just doing what my heart and what spirit are telling me to do. But I have been learning to receive this this praise or this thank you and really take it in. Because yes, when I am with a client, I really do give my full presence, heart, and intuition. I am deeply devoted to my people. When a reader of my blog shares that something I wrote resonates deeply with them, I can feel that impact. That that impact is deep, much deeper than some generic self-help quick fix offers. I can feel their genuineness, and I'm learning to receive that too. So in reckoning with my life this far, my work may not have made it on Oprah, but it has reached the inner landscape of some people's hearts and bodies and families. 
So being on Oprah or whatever else is big right now, that is no longer even a desire. I used to think that if I were on Oprah, that meant that I had made a big lasting impact in the world. And that would mean that I had done good and I had done enough. But something is shifting. And these days, I no longer need Oprah or likes on social media to tell me that I have done good or done enough and made a big enough impact. It's actually embarrassing for me to admit this, that I got sucked into that world of basing the goodness and enoughness of my love, presence, and impact on likes, reviews, ratings, popularity stuff. So I guess I'm maturing and growing. I guess I'm changing. But actually, it feels like a returning. I have always preferred knowing people deeper rather than knowing more people wider, like staying on just on the surface. I've always loved getting emails from those who read my blog and me responding to them personally, not some personal assistant. I like intimacy, not shallow connections. When I realized that and that how I who I am and how I am, that is actually a gift in this world of surfacy connection that longs for deeper connection. When I realized that, I let go of the numbers of likes, reviews, and ratings. This, la- this last year of being 49, I spent the last year in really deep discernment. One part of that discernment was some reckoning, reckoning with my life, my dreams, mistakes, longings, sadness, joy, insecurities, habits. And it was not easy. It was not neat. It was not orderly. It was messy and murky and sometimes ugly. I've met with disgust, imperfection, anger, loss, and also I've met contentment, forgiveness, and love. What is here now within me? My friends who are older than me told me I'd feel it. Freedom. To do what truly delights me just for my own pleasure. They told me that this would happen, this Midlife postmenopausal invitation, opportunity, and delight is to feel this freedom from what others want, others need, or other people's opinions or their likes. It's a time of being untethered to untether. It's a time of returning to self and for your own pleasure and just because it delights you. This isn't selfish, it's holy. So what does this mean for what I offer and create for the world, for others? One, I am not driven to hustle or hurry. I am moved by slow and flow, flow with a capital F. I am moved by delight 
and adventure. I create from rest, like literal rest and sleeping and the nurturing kind of rest that comes from being offline and going on adventures. Two, I don't produce on a set timetable because I should or have to in order to keep a following or because that's what some industry standard says that I need to follow. I write, create, and share on a divine timing schedule with regard to what my body and soul need. Three, I don't share what might be deemed popular or what others want from me. I share what God puts on my heart to share. I guess that really hasn't changed, (laughs) but there's just more of that. Four, I won't stick to one way, shape, or structure for sharing. If my heart is moved to lead a poetic meditation on my podcast or share it on Insight Timer, I will. If I move to share a story or a talk and then a practice, I will. If I would just want to share a meditation, a poetic experience, I'll do that. If I want to emphasize my writing more and blogging more, I will do that. Five. I won't stay doing something just because it's what I should do. If I decide to stop one way of sharing or working and start another, so be it. Six, I don't care how many followers, readers, listeners, or participants I have. I care how fully we connect. Seven, I am not responsible for anyone's happiness I am responsible for listening to the divine and acting from there. Eight. I won't give all my gems away for free. Some of my offerings will always stay free, but some of my writings and creations will need to now be paid for. And I'll share more in the future about this. This is a time of untaming. I am no longer taming anything. I'm no longer taming, even my mind. I'm not taming my mind. I have a podcast and blog on that coming. I'm not taming my expression because it might not get a like or a review. I'm not fitting into anyone else's box, timetable, or schedule. I am untaming, untethering. And so what does this mean for me personally? It's a returning. A freedom to love me, choose me, have preferences and state them, set exquisite boundaries, and honestly, to enjoy my life a lot more. To enjoy me more. My own company. And the freedom I am tasting so far is exquisite. Last week, I was standing on top of a mountain about to ski down a slope. It was my 50th birthday and we were in Vermont. I stood there for a moment overlooking miles and miles of mountains And I felt like the mountains, birch trees, pine trees, crisp air and sunlight 
came to the center of my chest and asked to come inside. Like they asked me to receive them. I started to tear up. And they asked me to receive them, not because I was good or worthy, but just because. I literally softened and everything in me exhaled fully. And then I readied myself and pointed my skis down the mountain. So take this as your sign that it's time for you too to turn toward your own self. To let go of doing stuff just because you should. Fitting into someone else's box, looking outside of yourself for likes or approval. To know what the universe and your angels have been telling you all along. You are good. You are so, so good. And you are enough. It's not selfish. Let that thought, that judgment that was put upon us by a culture that does not have our best interests in mind, let that thought go. This isn't selfish, it's holy. And it's time. Take a moment with me and stand on the earth, wherever you are, an office building, a kitchen, a field, Shoes on or off. Soften and close your eyes for a moment. And feel the breath breathing you in and out. Reach your arms out to the side however you want to. And imagine the universe asking you to receive her. And I'm using the pronoun her right now because, as you know, the feminine has been historically not included when talking about the divine. Imagine the universe asking you to receive her. Her gifts of the earth, the beach, mountains, wide open fields. her limitless potential of what is possible. Her grace. Her sunlight. Her stars. her love, and her message that you are worthy of such exquisite focus, pleasure, and freedom, just because. It's not selfish, it's holy.
Until next time, may you be delighted.